What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Shereenisms. Toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder. There's just too much in the water right now for, as you said, put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste uh, holder. I think toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder is kind of a <laughs> Simsism. I think you've been watching too much BFT Live and Sims has been influencing you. I like it though. I like it. Shereenisms. <laughs> Uh, that was just yesterday afternoon on I like it. PM. Great turnaround by the crew. Welcome to the club, Shane. <laughs> back in the toothpaste holder. A new Texas-Texas A&M rivalry going down. <laughs> Seriously. See if you can top each other over the balance of the week. <laughs> we'll see. That's great. Welcome to the club, Shereen. That's awesome. Texas time. Yeah. Shereen. Saw that. She'll she'll see it one way or the other. Oh, she, she will she, see it. She's not going to like being compared to me regardless. So that's going to be the best <laughs> thing about it. That's going to be the, the worst about it. She's going to be like, man, are they really mentally comparing me to Chris Sims? And I'm going to say, yes, Shireen, they are. In fact, you even bumbled your delivery a little bit, stumbled over it. It's like, what's funny is she had a moment. And I wish we could replay it again, where you could tell she realizes this isn't coming out smoothly, but she just went ahead with it. And that's kind of what happens to me. So uh, now she knows. Let's go. Let's yeah. see. Let's, let's, see. Do let's it. analyze it. Right. Let's get the replay. Break it down. Here we go. Toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder. <laughs> There's there just it is. too much in the water right now for, as you said, put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder. Uh, holder. <laughs> I think toothpaste See, back in right the there. That, that, look, that little uh, holder. Like, seen that look. <laughs> That's wrong, but I'm going with it. Many times <laughs> I've seen that look. Right. I, I, I'm falling down and I can't get up, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and go down. <laughs> That's yes. right. Uh, All right. Good uh, job, guys. Was, she was a good sport about it. She was a good sport about it. We wouldn't play that. If she wasn't a good sport about it, she is. We're not making fun we of her. We know that. Yes, she's awesome. It happens. When you do live 
TV, radio, whatever, constantly, eventually something's going to happen. You can either act like it didn't or you can have some fun with it. Right. So we choose to have some fun with it, except when I do it. Then it's not fun. No, what, what, what happens with me is anytime that I refer to anything that happened more than three years ago, they start playing that damn music. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's exactly. You don't mess. You don't bumble the English language. It's very rare that you Sometimes. do that. You're Sometimes. actually pretty amazing. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. No, if Pete says 30 years, no, I say it's three years. I, I, I'd say that they are changing the standard at which the, the uh, ragtime. Uh, yes. <laughs> damn it. There it is. You knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Figured if I filled long enough, it would start playing. All right, uh, let's get to it. It's PFT Live. It's a Wednesday edition. We're nearly a week removed from the draft, but there's plenty of things still happening in the National Football League, if you haven't noticed, the league that never sleeps. Yesterday's news, though, and, and I'm not going to do the I told you so. I didn't need to tell anybody this. This was an obvious and evident reality of what the NFL Players Association has been recommending to players this year as it relates to working out on their own versus working out at the team facility. Yeah. I've said it time and again, work out at the team facility. You get free insurance as it relates to your salary for the coming year. Minimum, minimum free insurance. So if you suffer some sort of a freak injury and with that many guys in the NFL, they're going to happen. Somebody's going to, I know that, we individually think it's not going to be us. That's one of the defects, I think, of our genetic makeup. It's going to happen. And when it happens, it's going to be costly. And it's especially costly in a year when the NFLPA has made a fight over yeah. this issue of guys not showing up to work out at the facility because if a guy does get injured away from the facility while he's working out to make himself as prepared as he can be for the season, teams are going to say, sorry, sucks for you. You're not getting paid. And Juwan James... Broncos tackle, who opted out last year, gave up $10 million in fully guaranteed compensation that got bumped to this year. Yeah. So it was still fully guaranteed. Right. Broncos were still on the hook for it. Now they're not because he tore an Achilles tendon away from the team facility. Proving the point the in an unfortunate real. way for Jawan James. Yeah. Get your asses to the facility, guys, at a minimum, at a minimum, at a minimum. Talk to your agents and find out what it would cost you if the same thing happens to you, because you now have a tangible example you can point to and say, hey, agent, what is this going to cost me and my family if I choose to go down to Planet Fitness today versus going to the team facility today? Tell me what it's going to cost if I have that freak, fluke, can't happen to me, but we see that it happens type yeah. of an injury. That, that's the message that all players out there need to heed and act upon. Find out what it would cost you if that injury happens away from the team headquarters. Well, the next thing I want to say, I mean, you're right on everything, 100%. Do you think the Broncos are going to do it, though? Yes. You they're do. They're not paying him. They're not. They're not paying him. You, okay. No way. All right. So, I don't know that for sure. I've but, heard enough. I've heard, look. You've heard enough from teams. They're not happy teams. the guy get injured. Yeah. They're, they're not happy the guy get injured. Right. But they're happy that they can avoid this $10 million. Right. They, they moved on. They moved on. He opted out. They moved on. Look, we, we, we fully and completely supported the guys who opted out last year. There was so much uncertainty and nobody knew what was going on. The bottom line is this. If you stay away and the NFL reminded all teams last month 
you stay away, you get injured away from the facility, you don't get paid. Now, it's up to the team. Yeah. And sometimes the team will pay. Right. Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs, when right. Popped an Achilles playing basketball. Yes. They paid him. I've had others. Who was it? Yeah, there's others. It was, we, we, we talked to a general manager about this. It was the flip side of the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs telling him, stop playing basketball. There was video of somebody else playing basketball. And they said, and go ahead. I can't remember. Right. And, they, and they're like, yeah, we're, yeah. yeah we I want know. our I guys to go. Either. They, they right. know the limits. Right. They know how far they can go. Right. They know what they can do. And if you do get injured, they'll support you. Now, it's different if you do that in January, February, when everything's shut down. You're out playing basketball instead of choosing to show up at the team facility. That's when they're going to get you. So they're not going to pay Juwan James is $10 million this I, year. I wouldn't, and it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that. It's okay. going to cost him more than that, but I'll tell you that in a second. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't expect them to. I mean, again, I know this is a little bit of a civil war that's going on in the NFL. The coaches want the players there. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. You know, they might say, hey, it's it's voluntary and all those type of things, but gosh, Mike, you talk to enough GMs and coaches. I do too. You know I mean, it's come up a few times in conversation already this offseason with, with friends I have in the league. I mean, of course they want the players there. Yeah, it's voluntary. They're going to say all the positive things they want. But, you know, they, they feel like the guys that are not there at the facility are doing the team an injustice. And, you know, a lot of the times the coaches care about these players. They want to make them better, too. They realize they might not work the way they need to work unless they got – you know, somebody looking over their shoulder a little bit. But this is where, you know, it's a slippery slope. Like, hey, with Jawan James, okay, he opted out. You know, he might be at the point of his career where you're like, I don't know if he's worth all this money, all those type of things. It's easy to cut the cord maybe on that type of decision there and, and, and easy to get away with it in the locker room. But the only thing I'll say, Mike, just as far as teams and maybe having to pump the brakes a little bit is like the scenarios we've seen a little bit. Like a Terrell Suggs. What if it's a star of your team? One of those big-time players. Are they really going to take away the contract and everything like that? That's where I think the teams are going to have to be at least thoughtful or a little bit careful as they go down this path. I agree with you. It's a case-by-case -case yeah, situation, right. team by team. And I think it's important for the player to understand and to have an assessment, an objective, neutral assessment. That, that's what it is. Through through his agent. Right. What risk am I at? Right. If if I don't show up yeah. and I blow out an Achilles down at Planet Fitness, what are they going to do to me? And if Juwan James had gone through that analysis based upon the fact that he was underwhelming in the first year of his four-year contract, it paid him a $12 million bonus, right. had a bunch of other guaranteed money, that he opted out last year. So you already have a little bit of a scarlet letter, even though you shouldn't. Exactly. You already do. do you love football? Yeah. Do you really love football? Are you all in? You walked away from $10 million last year. You didn't trust us to take care of you. Are you kidding me? And you throw on top of that, that $10 million carries over to this year. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're at risk of the team saying, we're not paying you, and maybe there will be another guy out there who is a star player, and it would be politically delicate in the locker room for the team to say, yeah. sorry, we're not paying you. But Juwan James is on the we're not paying you side of the equation. He Miles is. Garrett's the guy that we saw playing basketball oh, earlier this year. that's right. Kevin Stefanski, the Browns coach, who told me, I've told him this. I've told all our players, listen, you got to stay in shape. You need to do some things that get your cardio going 
you got to do it safely. He's very well aware of that, and I marvel at his athleticism. That was Stefanski in early March. Just a week or so after that video of the Incredible Hulk playing basketball, get out of his way. So I don't think he gets injured playing basketball. I think he dishes out injuries playing basketball. If you're anyone else from the Browns, don't play basketball with Miles Garrett. Maybe that would be the message from Kevin Stefanski. But now that we're in the window yeah. where you can show up for work, it's voluntary. Okay, fine. Keep thinking that. You can show up for work. You can make your coach happy. You can make the team happy. And more importantly than anything else, you protect yourself and your family against the worst case scenario. And I get criticized all the time for worrying too much about the worst case scenario. When you practice law, when you are engaged in litigation, everything you do is a direct result of some worst case scenario happening. That's why people get sued. Something unexpected, something bad, something costly has occurred. You live your life digging into the facts, rebuilding what happened, applying the law to it, and either trying to find a way to get justice for someone who thinks they were wronged or defend someone who's accused of doing the wrongdoing. But it all flows from something bad happening. Right. So it conditions you to think and plan and prepare and avoid Bad things happening. It's very easy here. I say this to any and all players who are out there watching the show, all three of you, and that may be on the high side of the over-under. Get to the facility and protect your salary. And if you have any doubts, talk to your agent and find out whether or not your agent agrees with our assessment. Number one, you're protecting your salary. The other thing for Jawan James that guarantee is now voided. It's yeah, not like, well, right. okay, he'll get his $10 million next year. They can void the guarantee because of the injury that happened away from the facility. They can cut him and not owe him another penny. That $10 million, gone forever. Right. $5 million in injury guarantee for next year, gone forever. Right. And you know what they can do? They can ask the CBA last night. Signing bonus. Signing bonus money. $3 Right, million. right. $3 I million. figured. I, somebody told me he could get $9 million that he'd have to forfeit because he got 12 and he's earned three and he's got nine left. I think it's three because it goes one year at a time. If they keep him on the roster next year and he plays, then he earns the three million for next year right. from his signing bonus. This year's three million in jeopardy. So that's $13 million that he's going to be out and he's not going to have the chance to earn it next year. I predict they'll avoid the guarantees. They'll cut him eventually. And that's going to be that for Jawan James, perhaps in the NFL. And that money that he that he had it, it was there. Yeah. Fully guaranteed. Skill injury cap. All you gotta do is show up and work. Right. And you go down to wherever he was, pop the Achilles, fluke injury, can't happen to me, happens to you, and that money is gone forever. Extreme example, but it proves the point. It proves the point, guys. At a time when the union leadership, the player leadership, I think the non-player leadership is kind of like Hey, knock yourselves out, guys. You, you know better than we do. You're the guys who are the players. You know when you can and can't work out and where you can and can't get injured, but, you know, sometimes you're wrong. They're, they're putting pressure on the rookies and the undrafted guys to not show up now. Are you kidding me? Beyond the fact that, they, you know, they, they need a place where they can go and have that financial insurance in the event of injury, they got to make the team. So I, I don't get it. I don't know what Neither they're do trying I. to prove. 
And you and I always support the players. We yeah. always support the union. We look for the way to say, hey, wait a minute. Why are we always siding with the billionaires? Maybe there's some merit on right. the other side of this. I don't see the merit. And it was proven to us yesterday. No. What, 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 like, what we're doing here is it, it might seem like we're siding with the billionaires, but we're, we're still siding no, with the players. we're trying to protect the players' we're exactly money. right. We're still trying to we're, – we're on the side of the players here. We're going it, – it, it's a bad – it's a bad way to do things. It's a bad way to do business. It's not helping you out, players. And this is like, this is the perfect example, the perfect type of player that a team and the NFL, I believe, will like you've been saying, Mike, that's going to want to make an example of this situation. You know, this is shot fired across the bow, whatever, flares in the air, warning flares in the air to guys that are going to be in similar situations now to where – Hey, if the Broncos do do what we think they are, that it's going to, you know, perk up other guys who are in certain situations like Juwan James and go, what, what, what am I doing? Why am I working out at some personal gym, you know, down here by my hometown and risking everything, you know, by not being at the facility where, yeah, your insurance, you know, you're getting coached, everything like that. They're taking always the well-being of the player at hand because they know there's a great investment in that player for the most times. And like you said it, when you're in the window of like it's workouts, it, that they want you there at the facility. It'd be one thing if you hurt your Achilles or your ankle, like you said back in January or February, that's fine. You know, teams will be kind of be like, well, at least he was out trying to stay in shape and do it. That's a good thing. But now it, it's looked as a negative. And uh, yeah, the, the Broncos are in a tough spot. You know, because they got a position to fill now. They, I'm, I'm sure they're probably looking at it going, damn, I wish this would have happened before the draft so we could have maybe drafted a tackle. But uh, I, I'm with you, Mike. I think they're going to make an example of him, and uh, this might open some eyes with other players in the league. They could also say, I wish it would have happened before Tuesday. Yeah. Because they could have tried to sign Alejandro Villanueva before he signed with the Ravens. We'll no talk doubt. about that in a second. Right. But with Mike Munchak, the former Steelers offensive line coach in Denver, would have been an easy replacement. Now, they got by without Juwan James last year, but when you give that guy the contract they gave him in 2019, you want him to be there. You want him to earn it, especially when you owe him yeah. $10 million. Right. Of course you're going to do everything you can to put him in the lineup. You're not going to have him stand on the sidelines and make $10 million. Now they get the best-case scenario. Despite the fact that no team wants to see a player get, get injured, they, they, they in a year where the salary cap is tight – down $25 million from where we thought it would be, but for the pandemic, they had $10 million falling out of the sky, which could ultimately be very convenient when the time comes to absorb a certain $14.7 million base salary that a certain quarterback has who may end up being traded to the Denver Broncos at some point. They'll need a right tackle to protect him, but they just picked up $10 million in cash and cap space they can use to make the transaction work, Chris. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. There's no doubt about it. There's a little wiggle room, but I do think this is like a little bit of an issue for their football team in general. You know, they last year, they, they DeMar Dotson, they signed him. I don't know how they feel about some of the younger guys on their roster to fill, fill the role here. That's going to be the big thing to, to watch going forward. I mean, they're a little thin at the position. You know, they got a guy, Quinn Bailey, from Arizona State, who just got done with his rookie year. So, I mean, is he a guy that they looked at to take over that type of spot? So they're definitely going to have to dive into free agency here and see what's left over, you know, and can they get lucky and maybe a Mitchell Schwartz, can he get healthy enough to where they sign him, something like that. But 
this is a team that's got a high-octane offense, and there's definitely a little issue here right now at right tackle. Eric Fisher visited the Colts this week. He becomes a possibility Another one. as well. Put him on the right yeah. side if he's available. If I recall correctly, he played some right tackle earlier. In his I think you're right. He did. Develop as a left right. tackle. You know, it took him a while to get going, and he finally did get going. So yep. that would be another possibility. Definitely. But yeah, Villanueva, a guy that Munchak knows very well, a guy that Munchak made into the player that he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. One day earlier, they would have had him. So look, I, I, I again, this isn't I told you so. It is I shouldn't have had to tell you. We shouldn't have had to see this. This shouldn't have had to happen. This shouldn't have occurred. This vendetta, this saltiness, this whatever it is. Oh, we're upset because you rammed 17 games down our throats. Oh, we're upset because we don't get more money. Whatever it is. We're, oh, we, we want no offseason program because that protects veterans' jobs. And even <laughs> though J.C. Treader, the president of the union, has said that's ridiculous, it's not ridiculous. Of course, if you don't give the young guys a chance to perform, they're not going to be as ready to compete when training camp rolls around. All these things you got to make an individual decision, and Juwan James is now the guy that agents can point to to say to their clients, stop listening to what the union is trying to tell you. Don't they realize how they are, if they keep pushing this, undermining faith in the union? If you have your union that is supposedly looking out for everyone, sending a message that actually jeopardizes millions of dollars in player salary and potentially puts them in a position where they have to pay back signing bonus money. Yeah. How are you supposed to have faith in that organization? I, I'm with you. They need I, to I think stop it, shows, it now. Yeah. It shows you the so selfish issue, of the veteran players once again. It, it, it's about that. <clears throat> That's the problem. They need to issue a memo today saying we were wrong. Yeah. In light of what happened with Jawan James, we were wrong. They won't do it, but they need to come out and say we were wrong. Get your ass to work and protect your salary. Protect yourself protect your family. We were wrong. We're sorry. We forget that whole thing. We'll find another way to push back against owners who always have extra leverage against us because we won't strike, but they'll lock out and they'll not bat an eye if we miss a full season and we just have to deal with that. Coming up with a fight that was completely unnecessary and gratuitous and harmful to Juwan James. Now, I don't know that he specifically wasn't there because of this NFLPA directive. Regardless, they should be telling these guys, you need to be there. This is free insurance. Yeah. The worst case scenario happens, you get your money. Why would you not want to be there? Right. I, I've just, this astounds me, Chris. I, I know, Mike. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bad message from the NFLPA. Mike Kliss, by the way, from Denver, he's reporting that's why he stayed away for Ju Juwan James. Well, and hey, it's a guy that COVID opted out, you know, had a COVID opt out too, and you know, the, there was kind of some wrong messaging, in my opinion, too, with that from the NFLPA startup, that it wasn't a safe environment and all of those type of things. So, yes, uh, I, I, if I was a player, I would certainly be looking out at the corner of my eye right now about the leadership from the NFLPA, what the hell they're telling guys to do. And, yeah, it's cool if you're a veteran player to stay away right now, but you better be like a damn good player, star of the football team, one of the better players at your position in the league. J.C. Treader is that. He's the guy that he doesn't have to worry about that. He's really awesome. He's one of the better centers in football. He's made a ton of money, and that's to me where he's getting lost a little here with the greater good of all the other players. 
Uh, and that's no disrespect to J.C. Treader. I got a lot of respect for him as a player and what he does. I know it's not easy, but it's really only the star players. The top three or four or five guys on the team that are going to be able to get away with this, I think, going forward. Where if they got hurt, okay, they might not hold their feet to the fire and tell them they're not going to get their money, everything like that. But the middle class, the lower class, I'm sorry. I just think that, you know, to, to your point and what you've been saying all along, they're going to get made examples of here as we go forward because teams want these players back in the facility. And if we didn't care about players and the money that they're due to make and the families that they have to support, we would be saying, ah, it's no big deal. It's a fluke. Uh, it ain't going to happen. Look, that's a, a million to one shot. Okay. Oh, and, and and you know what? If he hadn't opted out last year, maybe his Achilles wouldn't have popped. Maybe he'd have been in better shape. I mean, that's the stuff we'd be saying. Not use this as your wake-up call. Use right. this as the shot across the bow. Use this as the thing that convinces you that the right place for you to be, if you're going to be exerting yourself physically in any way, shape, or form, is in the team facility. And Mike Kliss of Nine News in Denver reported yesterday that Juwan James had been working out at the team's facility until he decided to honor the NFLPA recommendation to stay away. Now, I don't know that that's 100% accurate, but I know this. Cliss didn't get that from Juwan James. Cliss got that from the Broncos. And that gives you an insight into the attitude the Broncos are going to have about this. They're going to be following yeah. what the league has suggested, which is you get one of these guys that decides he's going to stay away because the union wants him to and he gets injured. Oh, that's going to piss him off even more. Sorry, Liverpool. But, yeah, that's going to piss them off even more. Sorry, Manchester. The fact that they were there and then they, they left because of that, that that's that's going to be even more annoying to the organization. And they're like, yeah, because like what you said, you you opted out. Hey, they're going to be like, hey, Grady's back in the building. Let's, you know, we get, a, we get to mold the clay a little bit here before the, the training camp starts and get them ready to go once again. Wait, what? You're leaving? Why? Because the NFLPA, what? Okay, all right, man, good luck. I, make sure you keep working out and staying in touch. you know. But, yeah, that, bye, see you later. And then they walk in the other room with the other coaches, and they're going, damn, Juwan James is going to leave and listen to the damn NFLPA. You believe this crap? I mean, that's what's going on behind, the, behind closed doors there in the NFL with these type of conversations. The, the coaches are laughing. It's a joke. They're angry. They're pissed off. It makes no sense. It doesn't. And the coaches aren't doing it from the standpoint of like, oh, we're looking at these guys like a piece of meat. They're looking at it like, hey, yeah, we want to get better as a team, but they're going to make these guys better by being there and all of that. Um, but the other thing, Mike, and I'm just going to go to it if you don't mind, like we got the other side of the story with Quinn and Williams where it's the perfect thing that could have happened yesterday from apples to oranges to say, look, here's one that's not a story because it's done the right way and there's no worries that this guy has after an injury. Yeah, foot injury suffered by Quinnen Williams, the Jets defensive lineman, a top five draft pick a couple of years ago. He is reportedly out until training camp with a foot injury. Now, not out for the season, so it, it, not a big deal right. from that perspective. But, but still, the injury and the potential fallout, it's all covered by his salary. He doesn't jeopardize his guarantee. See, here's what happens. If you've got a fully guaranteed salary, and Quinnen Williams, because of his draft status, does – you get that injury away from the facility the moment that you are unable to practice for a mandatory event, mandatory minicamp, that would trigger it. Right. Guarantees void. So if you're not a great player, even if you're fully healthy, when week one rolls around or when training camp rolls around, they voided your guarantees. You're gone. It's over. You're cut. We don't owe you anything. 
See, that's the problem for Jawan James. The PS to the story was he may not be out for the full season, depending upon what they find during surgery. Right. It's not going to save the $10 million. No. $10 million is gone. He'll be cut before he's back by the end of the season. He can right. play for somebody else. Right. But I, I think the Broncos are, that's it. Void yeah. the guarantee, cut from the roster, see you later, $10 million, that's that. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right, Mike. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of interesting to watch it go down because uh, it's it's not it's not going to be popular within the locker room. It's not, but uh, I think these are tough decisions that teams are going to make to make an example, no doubt about it. And, yeah, Quinn and Williams doing things the right way. Yeah, you're right. And, Mike, it's not a, it, it, you're right. It's mandatory things. It's, you know, again, a guy like Quinn and Williams, if he was bothered – and then it did leak into the season of him not being 100% and all of those type of things. There's a lot of issues you could have, even if you did get a 10-week injury here, you know, away from the facility. And, and if it doesn't get back to, like you said, hitting on all cylinders ready to go to practice on mandatory events and play football, you're in deep crap. You're in deep crap. And that's where these players got to really think twice about what they're doing. And you mentioned the coaches are the ones who want the guys there. This is a point we made when this issue first came up. The owners don't care. You're trying to put pressure on the owners. They don't care. It's not costing them any money if these guys stay away. It's costing them less. They have a facility. Yeah, they don't have to pay the per diem. Yeah, they don't and, have to pay all the food and feeding everybody and everything. And, it's, a way it's a huge cost cut for them. Well, and think about this. The young guys, the rookies, the undrafted guys, what do they do? They put them up in a hotel. They right. don't have to find an apartment. They don't have to find a place to live. It's free room and board for the young guys who are being pressured, or at least were being pressured as a Monday, to not show up for the offseason program so they would show solidarity and brotherhood and you know, not go in and impress the coaches and have them maybe decide to keep those undrafted guys in late-round draft picks instead of veteran players who could be cut and save a bunch of money. So... The owners never cared about this. If anything, hey, the owner of the Broncos, and there isn't one now, the trustees who run the Broncos picked up $10 million and now can get away from a guy that they probably wish they hadn't signed to a four-year $51 million deal back in 2019. Yeah, that's so right. It's actually a win right. for the Broncos organization, and it's a win for the league because it does allow, and I don't know how many shows are going to be talking about it this way in this kind of blunt terminology, but... That this this is the message to the players out there. And and I'm not gonna say take it from us, show up for work. Take it from us, talk to your agents. That's about right. About what you may lose if you do have the Juwan James injury down at Planet Fitness or working out in your backyard or you know, down in somebody's basement with the weight set that they bought at Sears twenty years ago. Just ask your agent what it is that you're risking if that happens. That that's that's the message. Because I just wonder whether those conversations ever happened. If they did, between Dewan James and his agent, I think he would have been at the facility. Yeah, I would think so too. I, I would. You know, it's 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 tough for the players. It's tough because you are stuck in the crossroads of you want to support players. And I'm sure as an offensive line group and things like that in the Denver locker room, there was probably conversation and they decided to band together and, you know, hey, we won't do this. We're not going to be here and do all of those type of things. But, you know, from everything you've said, I think you're spot on as, as far as your advice to the players. And that's what I would say to the players, too. This is one where, yeah, I know you want to support and be a team guy and everything like that. You got to be selfish here. 
Not everybody's contracts the same way. Not everybody's status on the on the roster is the same way. And you gotta, like you said, what? Hey, agent, what does this mean for me? Not you know, not your other player who's got a hundred million dollar contract and is definitely gonna start. What about me, middle class guy who's gonna have to fight for this position or not necessarily a star of the team? And uh, that's where I think the the players got to go back to the drawing board here. Even though it's a union, it's so different from the normal union. And I, I and and I don't know how normal or abnormal it is, but you know, we're not talking about a group of workers at a facility who are all making about the same amount of money, and they're all subject to the same issues and concerns. Yeah, and it's not that and risks. Right, it's very different. It widely diverges, and ultimately. You got 90 guys working in each of the 32 shops right now, and 37 of them aren't going to be there when the season right. rolls around. That in and of itself shows that there's a difference. That you're, and you got guys yeah. with guaranteed money that may be jeopardized. You got all sorts of shapes and sizes. This blanket approach, everyone stay away, but otherwise get yourself ready for the season. It, it just can't work. It can't work, it won't work, and it's not working, especially not for Juwan Jay. No, no. And, uh, Mike, and, and the last thing I wanted to say, just I'm sorry I was going to butt in there, is just that, like, the, but that, that part of it too, you know, there's, there's only like a handful of guys, and it's really the star players who have had a really good career and everything's gone positive to where they buy into everything NFL. NFL is great because it's been great to me, and I haven't been hurt, and I'm getting rich, and I play, and this is awesome. The rest of the guys in the locker room are pissed off at the NFL. They feel like they've gotten screwed over. Teams have, you know, not been loyal to me. I haven't been paid what I deserve. You know, I got injured, and then they, you know, devalued me. And so most of the most of the league is like anti NFL to a degree, as far as how things are run and how they've been treated. There's very few happy people in the locker room, and that's where you're right. It's a totally different place than the normal union setting where everybody's in the same boat and everybody has the same circumstances it's not that way and uh, that's why I think sometimes it's favored and tilted towards those guys who are like in the power position or the happiest or like the NFL is great this is awesome everything like that uh, and that's where there is a disconnect there in, in the locker room between all these guys and there definitely is a point if you've got general discontent about the way you've been treated and the way that the coaches regard you and the pressure that gets put on. There's a point, though, where you got to put that bag down. Yeah. And you got to get yourself ready for the season. Yeah. And you got to do it in a way that protects your income, protects your family, protects everything you care about financially. And if you work out on your own, you are putting yourself and your family and your ability to pay your bills and your ability to live the lifestyle that you're currently living at very real risk for what for what for what if if it is true that Juwan James was working out at the facility and left at the recommendation of the NFLPA what what did he really give up 10 million dollars for Alejandro Villanueva we mentioned him earlier he would have been available to sign with the Broncos if he hadn't signed with the Ravens the Ravens waited as they always do uh, with with some free agents with certain free agents you make the move before the window closes on the compensatory draft pick formula. With Villanueva, the Ravens specifically waited until that that moment ended where the transaction doesn't help the Steelers by way of next year's compensatory draft picks, and it doesn't hurt the Ravens by way of the formula for next year. So they got him signed to a two-year, $14 million deal. We knew this was going to happen. Yeah. But 
But by waiting, this is this is an example of the risk you take as the team. If Juwan James had been injured a day earlier, all of a sudden it either gets more expensive to right. sign Villanueva or you don't get him at all. Yeah, that's it's 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 a risk, but you know, they 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 won out. They got lucky just in time and yeah, it's an example too of like yeah, you definitely you got a rival, a division rival, you don't want to give them that comp- compensatory pick. And Villanueva is probably looking at the Steelers going, damn, they didn't want me back. The hell with them. I'll wait a few days so they don't get the uh, compensatory pick either. Uh, But it makes sense. Great signing by the Ravens. I mean, they've had a plan all together all along. And and again, they're one of the teams that, you know, you've mentioned many times, have mastered the compensatory pick formula, the, the champs at it, whether they're receiving it or doing something like this to make sure a rival doesn't receive it. Uh, it's a well-thought-out organization. And Villanueva still got some ball left in him. Much-needed signing for them. Good job by the Ravens. Well, absolutely, especially after the trade that sent Orlando Brown Jr. to the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a need, and they filled that need. So, uh, look, I-, I feel horrible about what happened to Juwan James, but the message to the other players is handle your affairs accordingly. And I guess to take it back to where we started this segment, it's too late to put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder, but maybe we can avoid having more toothpaste spray out of it <laughs> if others learn from what happened to Juwan James, Chris. Was she was she referring to the actual toothpaste tube or like a special thing that holds the tube of toothpaste that's like some fancy apparatus? You know, I just don't know. It's next no, level no. Shireen, Shireenisms. It really no. is. It was it was supposed to be tube. <laughs> okay. It was supposed to be one of the most commonly used cliches <laughs> right. in the world. Right. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Yep. And she had a little bit of a misfire. <laughs> That's yes. okay. It was worth it. That's right. We, Your IQ is the same we, as mine now. That's good. It was worth it. <laughs> we squeezed all the toothpaste we could out of that gaff and... Uh, And who knows, maybe we'll squeeze a little more out of it. Let's take a break. When we return, Howie Roseman addressing that awkward moment that he had with Senior Director of Player Personnel Tom Donahoe on the second night of the draft. We'll let you know what Howie had to say and what Donahoe had to say when PFT Live continues (laughs) right after this. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One of the most entertaining moments came on Friday night during the draft when cameras, and they're everywhere in the draft room in Philadelphia. Uh, I love this. Howie's like, what? We're all fist bumping. What's going on? Tom Donahoe (laughs) says, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you got a little too cute, Howie. You flew flew a little too close to the sun on wings of pastrami by trading down by three spots and causing us to miss out on the guy I wanted. So I'm not as happy as you are. The Howie kind of you know palms out shrug is what makes it obvious it's awesome. there's an issue watch oh we missed it back end, but it was like huh what what huh? what we what's all like deal, it man yeah what's your deal the jim harbaugh what's your deal tell your dad i said hi all right uh so um here's what happened howie roseman was on wip yesterday and he admitted that tom donahoe former gm at the steelers and the bills he wanted to stay put at I believe it was 70, and take North Carolina State defensive tackle Alan McNeil. Right, right. The Eagles traded back three spots to pick up a sixth rounder, and McNeil was taken one spot earlier by the Lions. Right. So the Eagles were relegated to defensive tackle Milton Williams. Donahoe wanted McNeil, and Donahoe thought it was a waste of time, basically, to pick up the extra sixth-round pick. That was Jeff McClain's report from the Philadelphia Inquirer. So... That, that's the backstory. That's why the half-hearted fist bump and Tom Donahoe's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And why was like, huh? What? Huh? What? So that's what happened. And I, I like the transparency. Of course, what, what can you do? It was caught on camera. You can't act like we were having a dispute about whether it was Diet Pepsi or regular Pepsi in the back of the room. Obviously, it was about whatever happened with that pick. So uh, of course. how he had no choice but to be transparent and explain what happened, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, when there's nothing wrong with that, to just be transparent. It's okay. I mean, do we really think that it's just gonna, like every pick, there's going to be 10 men in a room and are all going to just be like, yes, that was the best pick we ever had? Of course not. There's going to be guys who are going to go, no, I think this guy would have been better. Blah, blah, blah. That's it's part of you know, working in a front office. And if you have a healthy front office, you hopefully you do have a few guys that, you know, will say, no, I don't like this or challenge you on your thoughts a little bit and everything like that. Um, I, I will say to defend Tom Donahill, I, I'm, I agree with them. They missed out, I think, on a significantly better player to Aleem McNeil, who I thought was like one of the more special D tackles in the draft. And I'm sure Detroit was doing cartwheels to get him because, again, he's a an ass kicker who dominates the line of scrimmage and bites kneecaps off. And that's all Detroit drafted in the draft. So he's a perfect fit for that. So I get that. Um, I did get a chuckle a little bit out of uh, Tom Donahoe's comments on the whole thing. Uh, Him trying to put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder was pretty funny too. (laughs) Well, and, and you know, what's amazing to me is that Donahoe was mortified by this. It just shows you he is the classic old school football guy. Yeah, right. Because... Actually, it reminded everyone that Tom Donahoe's still in the NFL. I'd say 99% of football fans just assumed that he wasn't. He got some free publicity. And his explanation to Chris Mortensen of ESPN does not ring true to most, I would say. (laughs) He's flabbergasted that it went viral, and he says, that's silly. I didn't even know I was on camera. Well, (laughs) 
that that we know that's actually, why it was so yes. real <laughs> that, <know>. yes <laughs> reality tv is only real if you don't know that you're on camera <laughs> right when you know you're on camera you behave differently he wouldn't have been so half-hearted he wouldn't have directed a comment at howie roseman that caused howie to go what's your deal essentially so the fact that he didn't know it was on camera proves that it was a very real moment and that he was frustrated and he let it out and he wouldn't have let it out if he had known he was on camera right. so it's okay own it it is okay own, own exactly it. that's own right. it right run with it and it would be a shame if he ends up getting whacked over this uh but uh you know, obviously he's got to be concerned that there's going to be some sort of ramification because in that moment where he didn't realize that the cameras are everywhere and Tom and anyone else out there who's in a draft room or anywhere else really, just assume a camera's everywhere, that, that's what happens yeah. when that, that real moment comes out. Yeah, well, hopefully nobody's going to judge him too critically there in the Eagles organization. It, it, I mean, Howie, it's not the first time. I'm sure he's had somebody in that room disagree with a pick or anything like that. So I hope it doesn't go that way. I do think, though, you're right. He was probably mortified by the whole thing, too. You know, it's old school personnel guy. And, you know, especially the old school, it's, hey, we, we follow leadership. It's file and rank, and I'm behind this guy, and whatever he says, yes, the sky's red. Okay, the sky's red. It's not blue. He, he said it's red. That's, that's the way front office works. So I'm sure he was embarrassed that way, that he kind of looked like, you know, revolutionary in a, in a degree that way. But, uh, yeah, it's all right. And like you said, just own it and, and move on. The last thing those old school guys want is to have their name in the paper, and they resent anyone yeah. who comes off as trying to seek publicity. That's why I think he was even more mortified. He came off as that guy that he's hated his entire career, the guy who's trying to get his name in the spotlight, usurp authority, and, and be a show-off. Be a fancy yeah. Dan. That's what my dad used to say. Trying to be a fancy Dan there. Get some attention. Oh, no, fancy Dan. I like it. it th yeah, that was the thing back in the 70s. Yeah. I never knew what it meant, but I knew that that's, that's you know, you got to be very reserved. You got to be very under the radar. You got to go about your business and don't go out and seek that extra attention. So that was, uh, I think, another reason why Donahoe was trying to put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder. Here's Howie Roseman not trying to put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder as it relates to the move up from 12 to 10 to get in front of the Giants to get Devontae Smith, the guy that many thought the Giants would have taken. Here's how we're talking about that. When all these investigative stories had come out saying that Howie Roseman has his own draft board and Howie Roseman sometimes follows Howie Roseman or Jeff Lurie's instincts instead of those of the coach or, or, the, or the coaches or the scouts, did less of that happen this year? Can you that, shed a little light on that for us? Angela, that's ridiculous. Every single person on our staff has their own draft board. That's how we write up reports. So everyone in their system, Nick has his own draft board, Andy Weidel has their own draft board, Tom Donahoe has their own draft board, I have my own draft board. That's how we rank players. That's how our system is set up to do that. We have an Eagles draft board that reflects a lot of things. And my job is to bring them all together. I listen to everyone to try to make these decisions. And at the same time, someone may be unhappy because it may not be reflected accurately in all the information that I have that they may not have. And so I think that's the job uh, of everyone in my position around the league. And that's what's happening around the league. You know, I speak to a lot of GMs. I've been doing this for a long time. This, this isn't unique to the Philadelphia Eagles. 
All right, Howie, was there unanimous agreement on Devontae Smith? Yes. I just wanted to be sure. Yes. There's always a naysayer. You know, Howie, once in a while, a guy wants to go into the grain. Everybody loved Devontae. Cross the board. Everyone loves Devontae Smith. Angelo Cataldi and the WIP morning team. I don't know that Howie's going to hold up very well under questioning. I wasn't very convinced by the responses there. We're trying to get Howie on the program. We can talk to him a little bit more about that. But are you ever going to have unanimous opinion when you do something like that, when you give up assets to move up two spots to get a guy that you think your division rival is going to take, a guy who's 166 pounds? I would assume that someone in that group, there's too many people to have them all be unanimous that that was the right move, Chris. Yeah. And all that matters right. is what Jeffrey Lurie ultimately wants because we learned one thing this year. He's a, a amateur Mel Kuyper, and he gets involved in the process, and he puts his board together, and if that's what the boss wants, that's what the boss gets. Well, yeah, all that matters is the top decision makers. And, of course, Roseman, Lurie, you know, maybe a few other guys that have got high positions within the organization. They're going to definitely – listen to them their opinions are going to hold a little bit more weight yeah what I think everybody in that room was totally like as just you know 100% happy Devontae Smith was their guy or whatever probably not to your point no but again Devontae Smith was every bit worthy of that pick and when the only negative thing you can do say about the guy is 166 and I and I will say too you know again at pick 10 I know there's other teams out there that had Devontae Smith as their number one receiver, as one of the better receivers they've evaluated the last few years coming out in the draft. So there are teams that looked at him and probably scratched their head and were like, really, the Dolphins like Waddle more than him? Because I think there was a number of teams that looked at him and go, no, he's special. He's the guy that should be picked number one at receiver. Obviously, Howie felt that way, and we know there's some other teams out there that did too. And the benefit for Devontae Smith, because he was the third receiver taken, he'll have a little extra fuel to the fire. He'll have an extra incentive to prove the Bengals wrong at five and the Dolphins wrong, especially the Dolphins wrong at six for yeah. taking his teammate right. before they took the guy who was wrecking the Ohio State Buckeyes in the first half of the national championship game until he had that fluke finger injury that caused him to exit the rest of the game. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. we got plenty more PFT Live still to come. We'll be back with that right after this. I was pissed off more so because I'm at so a... So you was pissed off? Oh, yeah, him. That's how I was feeling, and I'm still feeling like that because it, I felt disrespected in, in the sense of, yeah, y'all can trade me. That's a part of the business. But two minutes after that, you bring in another guy who do the same as I do, maybe a little bit different. If, if, and if we play this compare game, I do a little bit more. That was disrespectful to me. If we hung on a little bit more, we had a chip year that year too. I don't think we was the problem. I don't think that we were the issue that was that was holding the, holding the Rams back from taking the steps of where we needed to get to. Marcus Peters, salty about trading by the Rams to the Ravens during the 2019 season at the same time that the Rams traded for Jalen Ramsey with the Jaguars. Chris, I, I love the fire. I love the passion. I love the words that were bleeped. Sorry, London for the uh, and Manchester and the rest of the cities in the UK and in Ireland for the words that made it through. But how can you say that if you're Marcus Peters? Because you're not on the same level as Jalen Ramsey. I know he needs to think that he is. But he may be the only one who does, right? 
I mean, he's a phenomenal football player. There's no doubt about that. I, you know, two of my favorites. I love their attitude, the way they play. They're fearless. You know, they they live on an island. All of those type of things. But yeah, what's a is it? It seems like he's taking it a little personal with Jalen Ramsey. I think that's where it's like, don't blame Jalen Ramsey. He got nothing to do with this. Nothing at all. He became available through the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Rams. Yes, they disrespected. Marcus Peters by going, we don't want to pay you because we think we're going to trade for a guy that's an upgrade, you know, so don't be mad at Jalen Ramsey and do those type of things. And no, as good as Marcus Peters is, and he's definitely one of the 10 best corners in football. There's no doubt about it. He is not Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in football. And if you don't think he's the best corner in football, you think he's the second or third best corner in football. He does everything and he's a special, special football player. And I think that's why the Rams made that that choice there. Uh, but I don't want to like be negative on Marcus Peters. He's an awesome football player. I just don't understand that that take there. And if he's going to be mad at anybody, he should be mad at the Chiefs. Well, that's how you can go to that, that too. There's two first. teams that didn't want. There's two teams that got to the like precipice of wait, we have to pay this guy. Now nah, let's trade him. So. I think you could also sit there and you know and go well maybe there's some reevaluating you need to do with your own self there and and hopefully he has done that. He's obviously found the right spot, the right place. It's the perfect mesh of his edgy character and the way he is as a his personality and what they want him to do on the defensive side of the ball. So he should be happy. I mean, he really is in a great spot in Baltimore and really fits what they do. And there may be a shelf life for that kind of a personality. We don't know exactly why the Chiefs moved on. That's right. They didn't have a Jalen Ramsey to replace him with, but you're getting close to the end of the contract. You have a feeling this guy has an overly inflated valuation of his self, his His self-worth skills. Yeah. And you're going to get yourself into a problem. And maybe he had to be humbled by being traded twice to get to the point where he took the deal that he did to stay with the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe the only way a Marcus Peters properly reduces his his expectations financially is to get treated yeah, like the proverbial hot potato twice, traded by the Chiefs, traded by the Rams. And, oh, by the way, thanks to the 17th game, the Rams and the Ravens get together this year. So Marcus Peters and Jalen Ramsey, at some point, we'll find out next Wednesday night, we'll have an opportunity well, to renew acquaintances and have a conversation about which guy really is better. Right. Well, yeah, remember like when they, they played two years ago, uh, not long after the trade happened and everything like that, Baltimore steamrolled the Rams, right? Out out of L.A. on a Monday night. I mean, steamrolled them. And Marcus Peters at one point, he got an interception late in the game. And you remember he got up and ran and yelled Jalen. He yelled it. You could hear it on TV. That's what he did. It caused a little ruckus between those two, I believe, after the game or anything like that. But even that, that was like a little bit of a cheap shot. Again, Jalen Ramsey wasn't the one that traded you away or was the issue here. He is the innocent bystander. I mean, he, did, he, he just was a pawn being moved in this whole thing. And that's where I, I don't get it. Uh, but, but either way, you're right. It's going to add to the, to the rivalry or at least the, the theatrics of that game in Week 17. That game between the Rams and the Ravens two years ago was the night that Lamar Jackson became the MVP. Yes. That was, that was transformative. That was special. Yeah. Because it was a year after the Rams had that great Monday night game against the Chiefs to see them get shredded the way they did to the point where 
I felt like watching that game, they were just broken. They were just They done. were, that you're right. That was one of those, I want to go home and go to bed moments. It's like the only it's game like, I can think of. Get out of here. Yeah, right? It's the only game I can think of in the McVay era where I went, the Rams kind of, they kind of just chalked it up and we're like, we're done. We're, this ain't going to be close. We can't compete. We'll see you next week. It's the only game I can remember uh, where, where it went down like that for them. Well, Aaron Rodgers may have chalked it up and become done with the Packers, but Terry Bradshaw, a.k.a. the original TB12, is not done criticizing Aaron Rodgers. He had more to say about him yesterday. We'll let you hear it when PFT Live continues right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.